Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So for this week, it is my second episode in December and I kind of wanted to keep the whole holiday thing going. It just so happens this one will more or less be an extension of an episode that I had out last year. Hopefully I don't go over too many of the same things as I did last year as I did not re-listen to that episode because I did not want to influence any thoughts or opinions, even though this is technically a whole new cut, which is why I'm doing a whole new episode on it. I think I spent enough time on that intro and talking about it. It's time we announce the movie. This is the 2015 Michael Doherty-directed Krampus, The Naughty Cut. So, first things first on this, what actually makes this movie different? Well, about four minutes of scene extensions as well as some dialogue changes. Other than that, it is the same exact movie. It's also the first time that this is debuting on a 4K UHD disc, which I was actually happy about because they recolor timed this a little bit, and I have to say, I like what was done to the film. I like the way it looked before, but now some of the outdoor scenes in the snow, they're extra blue now. The strange thing about this is, I think a lot of people would have more of an issue with the recolor timing of the film, Mostly because any actual changes to the Krampus film itself, well, they're very, very minor. I personally just thought that it looked great because it really does give you that cold feeling of being outdoors in the snow. Is it realistic? No, but then again we're watching a movie about Krampus, which is a fictional character, much in the way of Santa Claus, the anti-Santa Claus, which in last year's episode I did go into the history of Krampus. I was curious to see how a rewatch of this would affect my opinion on what I had last year. My opinions on the film as far as being positive about it, well they still stand. I think it's a great Christmas film. It is a film that I did not like on my initial viewing when it came out. It's one that I watched I think in a better mood and I had a definite difference of opinion which was great. All the more reason why seeing this alternate cut of the film, I was expecting there to be something radically different or groundbreaking, that this would be a complete director's cut. This would be something like the Snyder cut of Justice League or the director's cut Clive Barker revision of Nightbreed. I thought that this would be something that would give me a completely new experience. I guess it's okay that it didn't give me a new experience outside of looking better than ever in a Dolby Vision HDR presentation. That is fantastic. I should have known something was up when Shout Factory didn't really seem to promote the fact that it was a brand new cut of the film. It is, sure, but do the differences really add up or change a scene in any way? Not really. There's a little bit more character development here, but they're kind of blink and you'll miss them moments. I'm not really complaining because this will be my go-to version of the film mostly because it is on 4k and if you have the proper setup i recommend purchasing the movie just for the presentation alone i just can't help but feel let down because these deleted scenes these little scene extensions are scenes that we already saw on the previous universal released blu-ray if anything a lot of the footage that is presented here it's nice to have it in the film it also solidifies the fact that michael doherty and his team went into this with a PG-13 in mind. None of the added scenes, in my opinion, really pushed it over into the R rating. 
which in all honesty is for the best. This is a film that families could watch together if the kids are old enough or if the parents explain to the kids that it is just a movie. That is probably one of the best charms about the film. It's a film that is very funny. It's also pretty creepy and scary at moments where obviously it didn't scare me or anything but some of those practical effects like i really really love that jack-in-the-box even the moments that are cg they look great they looked great in the original version they look great in a 4k presentation which is fantastic in my eyes i think one of the best things about this new presentation is that on the included blu-ray disc of the new cut Shout Factory thankfully allowed Michael Doherty to include a whole bunch of special features that were not present on the original release. Shout Factory being a boutique release label usually tries to pack their releases with a lot of special features that you may not get on regular releases. A lot of the making of documentaries on the disc are very extensive. It's a very fun deep dive for fans. I just wish that the film itself was a little bit different from what we've seen before or had access to before. If I had my choice of it being a completely different film, I think I would want to see a completely new cut. But I would also want Shout Factory to include a version of the theatrical version just in case I didn't like the new cut of the film. I guess in some ways it's good that the new cut of Krampus, the naughty cut, actually does provide us more or less the same experience as what we had before. I just as a movie lover and viewer, I like to see alternate cuts of films. It's one of those things I don't know what it is. I like to see what a director had in mind compared to what was released theatrically. I'm guessing the theatrical version of Krampus was more or less the director's cut, which is great. I'm glad Michael Doherty had that kind of experience on making the film he wanted to make. I just can't help but feel a little let down that it's not radically different, but that's also a good thing because the original film itself was near perfect in my eyes as far as a horror comedy that just so happened to be Christmas themed and it really did stress a lot of the things that I said about in my last episode, the Star Wars Holiday Special. You really should be with the ones that you love and care about for the holidays. It's one of the few holiday movies that I feel got the essence, the true essence of the holiday season. It captured it perfectly. In some ways, this release from Shout Factory reminds me of some of the early days of DVD when we got those unrated cuts of films such as like American Pie, Nutty Professor 2, I think was one of the ones. I'm kind of putting it all on Universal mostly because Universal was one of the biggest defenders as far as this goes. They would always release the unrated cuts of their films, the really naughty versions that really weren't all that different than the original releases. I was always a little disappointed with those releases from Universal with their unrated extended cuts because they usually weren't much different. Back in the day, I was pleased when they released the Blues Brothers on DVD because it had the extended cut on the disc. I don't think it actually had the theatrical, so that was a little bit of a controversial move there on their part. But it was nice to see something that was actually different. I could pick out the scenes that were different, not just simple extensions. But I guess it really does come full circle because while I was picking apart Universal and their previous DVD practices in the early days of DVD, 
Krampus is, after all, a universal release, so who's to say that they didn't have this master ready to go? So this new naughty cut of Krampus, it's definitely something that you'll probably be let down if you're expecting a night and day difference, a brand new experience, because it doesn't deliver that. What it does deliver is a brand new Dolby Atmos soundtrack as well as a brand new Dolby Vision HDR presentation which in itself is fantastic. I think it's probably worth picking up just for that, especially if you have the capabilities to show the movie the way it deserves to be seen. Or if you want to dive into all those new special features because they are pretty great in their own right. If you're coming into the naughty cut of Krampus expecting something groundbreaking as far as a new experience, well, then you're going to be disappointed. As it stands, if you have never seen Krampus before, you probably want to see it this way. But if you watch the older version of it, you're not missing anything. And if you have never seen the film Krampus, what in the world are you waiting for? It's perfect, especially for this time of the year. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Why not tell two friends? Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night. Wait a minute. That's not all. If you're wondering what my thoughts on the film Krampus actually are, or a little bit of history on Krampus the legend, well, you're in luck. I decided to cut the beginning and ending off of the Krampus episode from last year and include it here, just in case you didn't actually hear last year's episode. So, I will see you next week, and here we go with the Merry Krampus episode from an Adam Analyzes episode that was originally posted last December. Being as somebody who celebrates Christmas... I, of course, as a child, believed in Santa Claus. It wasn't until much later in life I learned that there is almost an anti-Santa Claus. And that is Krampus. So for this episode, we are going to go into a little bit of the history of Krampus, as well as the film from Michael Doherty from 2015, titled Krampus. Well, I think we should officially start the episode, so here we go. This episode is about the demon, the myth, the legend, Krampus. So this here is going to be a little bit of a Cliff Notes version of the Krampus legend. The main thing you really need to know is that he's almost like a twin assisting Santa Claus. Krampus will assist by punishing the naughty. Of course, the legend of Krampus was sort of thrown away as Santa would go and deliver coal to the naughty kids as opposed to the punishment or giving of the birch root to the naughty. Or in the case of the Krampus movie, the non-believers or the people that lose the Christmas spirit. Krampus would be the evil twin of Santa Claus assisting with the naughty. Krampus essentially wants to cause chaos in the naughty's lives. A punishment for not being good throughout the year. As I stated a little bit earlier, Krampus would leave a birch root for the naughty children instead of presents. Or in some of the other legends, he would actually go and punish them. 
The legend of Krampus is actually more popular in Europe than what it is here in the United States. In Europe, they have all kinds of parades devoted to Krampus. People will dress up in their predates Christianity. Of course, Christmas, the idea of Santa Claus and everything, was taken from pagan beliefs and kind of restructured into a Christian celebration as opposed to pagan celebration. There is different variations on Krampus all throughout the world, just like there is with Santa Claus or St. Nicholas, whatever you'd like to call him. It looks like there is a Krampus variation in Syria, Austria, there's a German version. There's really a whole bunch of different versions of the same character. It's kind of cool because while a lot of things are the same, they are sort of different, just like a lot of religions and beliefs here in the United States. They're kind of all in the same general idea, but they all branch out and turn their ideas into something different. So in many ways, it's kind of fascinating to me that there's so many different versions of Krampus. There's so many different versions of St. Nicholas or Santa Claus. There's just a lot of different ways that people have taken it and changed it and made their own. It really is fascinating. If you do have time, I suggest reading up on it. But with that, I think I provided a little bit of a decent precursor to the actual episode here, which is the movie Krampus. Of course, as I stated earlier, it's directed by Michael Doherty, who also directed the excellent Trick or Treat, the Halloween anthology film, along with his most recent directorial effort, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. The movie Krampus tells the story of Max, who is with his dysfunctional family that seem to ruin Max's spirit and belief in Santa Claus. Earlier, Max wrote a letter to Santa... However, with his Christmas spirit crushed, he proceeds to rip it up, throw it out his window. His letter is not answered by Santa Claus, but answered by Krampus, who is going to forcibly make Max, along with his family, believe in the holiday season. So, first things first with this movie. On my initial viewing many years ago, I did not like this movie much at all. I didn't really dig the whole horror comedy type of feel throughout the movie. It felt a little goofy. As I watched it now, within, I don't know, the last couple days, it's actually a good movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know what I was looking at before, but it's actually impressive how you can watch a movie, maybe not like it, but then come back to it and, hey you have a different opinion on it. I think this is actually a great Christmas movie. It's not necessarily one that you want to watch with the kids or anything like that, unless they really like horror films. Really, throughout the entire movie, it does have a good message as far as family getting along. Of course, this is a horror film, so it doesn't necessarily work out the way it should or the way that we as the audience may want it to. As far as capturing the true spirit of Christmas, as far as family and getting together and how things should be, this movie captures it really well. It's strange to say, but it really does have a good heart and good message going throughout. The only reason that I think I may not have enjoyed it before is because I was comparing it to Michael Doherty's previous work, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat is a humorous horror anthology, but it wasn't 
in the realm of being completely goofy to me. This one here goes a little bit far into the goofiness, but it's not nearly as bad as what I initially thought. If you remember, maybe about two years ago, we did a, in our honest opinion, 12 Days of Christmas. One of them was Krampus that was selected. So Marvin, Will, and I talked about it. I don't think Will watched the movie. I know I didn't watch the movie in prep for that episode. Marvin pretty much led the way on that one. Marvin said about how much he loves the movie Krampus. Honestly, I can see why he loves it. It is a good film. I was wrong in my initial assessment of Krampus. But with me saying I was wrong, let's get into the actual film of why I changed my opinion on this one. From the opening of the movie with the holiday shopping riots, that's what I call them, like our Black Friday shopping and the way people get nuts as far as their wanting to get that perfect toy and fighting with each other. I think it sums up the holiday season perfectly well because we forget that Christmas isn't about the presents or the gifts and trying to get that special thing that is the hot toy of the year. I'm looking at you, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S or whatever it's called, but it really goes to show how far we came from what Christmas was and what it is today. I honestly think it's a great way to open the film. It's a very satirical look at the way we are when it comes to Christmas, but it really fits my ideals with the way I see that I think it's increasingly goofy and odd to me that people are doing this. Looking at it, it I didn't really see any news stories on it this year, but how many times have you seen that somebody was like stomped to death because they were trying to get one of these big sales. It's gone too far. It's amazing to me because as funny as that opening actually is, it's kind of sad at the same time. The cast of Krampus itself is actually really great. The cast here, we have Adam Scott and Tony Collette as Max's parents, Allison Tolman and David Kochner as Max's aunt and uncle. We even have the maid from Two and a Half Men, Conchita Farrell, who recently passed away. She's very funny in her role here as well. It's just really good casting across the board. I think Michael Doherty being able to get these actors in this film, not only just having them in the film, but having them feel like they have a little bit of chemistry between each other. It just really is excellent casting across the board. The dinner scene is actually really funny to me. I think that's one of the movie's best strengths here. The dialogue is really funny. The mismatch of the family with the yuppies, with the gun-loving conservatives, is just super entertaining to see. Up until the moment where Max's cousins steal his letter to Santa, you actually feel for him a little bit as he simply loves Christmas and still believes in Santa. I really see no issue with Max still believing in Santa, maybe believing in the spirit of Christmas. If anything, he's holding on to that childlike innocence that maybe some of us should have held on to for a little bit longer. It's generally a magical time in our lives. I think it's kind of sad the way everybody judges him for it. Another thing that Krampus has going for it 
is that it has a crazy amount of style, especially pretty close to the beginning when he actually tears up his letter to Santa. Seeing the torn up letter blow up into the clouds really is a great scene from a stylistic directorial standpoint. The movie doesn't really let up with the stylish direction. I actually appreciate that about the film. When we first get our glimpse of Krampus leaping from rooftop to rooftop, it looks fantastic. Michael Doherty really impressed me with his first movie, Trick or Treat. It's obvious he grew as a director from his first film to his second film. This movie likely had a higher budget than what Trick or Treat had. I'm sure that helped, but as we know, a higher budget doesn't necessarily mean a better movie. I think I like Trick or Treat better overall, but there's no denying this is the better directed film. It also helps that another carryover from his first film is a fantastic score. This movie really does know when to sound like a Christmas movie and when to sound like a horror film. Honestly, sometimes there isn't much difference between the two scores as it really is seamless. We do have quite a few other standout scenes that I really love in this film. The first one that I want to talk about is when the grandmother tells her story. The animation that's used for the flashback scene itself really is fantastic. It also has a bit of a storybook or fairy tale like feel. I think that animation really lends itself well with the way it's told to the legend of Krampus himself. It's actually really cool too because with doing this it allows somebody who may not know about Krampus or the legend or the stories. This tells you everything you need to know. It just so happens to look good doing it at the same time. With the way it's done it almost reminds me of a little short film in a way. I think that would even be enjoyable to watch even without the film attached to it. The other scenes that are included in the movie pretty much go towards the horror end of the actual film. I want to talk about the murderous gingerbread men as well as the toys coming to life. The gingerbread men I think are cool and everything, but I really love the toys coming to life. I think it's handled really well. I like that they have an almost demonic look to them. The jack-in-the-box, bear, angel from the tree, they all look fantastic. I think it's a scene that Charles Band, the guy that runs Full Moon Pictures, I really do think that he would approve of this scene. Of course, Charles Band was the creator of Puppet Master, I believe Demonic Toys as well. He would definitely approve of their look. I can almost see a little bit of a way that the Jack in the Box looks, almost like it's a homage to some of the works of Charles Band. Out of all the toys in the movie, I think the Jack in the Box is probably my favorite. The way that they blend the CGI with the actual practical effects is done really well. It's almost seamless. Obviously, the gingerbread men are computer animated. They're fun, but it's a little bit too much for me. I think it does lighten the mood. It is kind of an odd choice to me to intercut the comedy with the horror aspect of this movie because we get that gingerbread scene intercut with the toys coming to life scene. Overall, it works. It's just kind of an odd choice to me. I enjoyed the look of Krampus's elves. I like that they have a almost Nightmare Before Christmas-esque type of look to them. 
They look really cool. It's a shame that they don't get more screen time. Krampus himself doesn't get a whole lot of screen time in this movie. I think those are some missed opportunities. I like the end of the movie itself where Krampus more or less has a pit to hell. That's actually pretty cool. It's great looking from a visual standpoint. It's also somewhat creepy in its own right. When Max finally stands up to Krampus and says about how he wants his family back, it is almost a touching scene. However, that moment of being moving or touching is quickly thrown away when Max is tossed into that hell pit. The actual ending to the movie is moving in its own way. As far as the family actually getting along and Christmas is the way it should be, Christmas Day. I'm assuming that the twist ending to the film, which I don't intend to give away here, I'm assuming the family would more or less be in either a heaven or a hell situation, however you want to consider that. Overall, this movie does have an odd mix between horror, comedy, as well as the sentimental feeling Christmas movie. It's a bit uneven, everything's handled well, I think the movie definitely knows what it wants to be when it wants to be it within all of those different genres. It is a movie I highly recommend if you have not seen it. I think it's been out for about five years now. So if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to get on that. See if my assessment on the whole thing is correct. But I really think you'll have a good time with it. Of course, I was wrong in my initial assessment. If you didn't like the film before, I really suggest going back and re-watching it. Hopefully you have the same good feeling about the movie as what I did.